Amen. Acts chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Many of you know this story. We can read all of this account, but we'll start here at verse 26. Acts chapter 5. Boy, we like the book of Acts, don't we? Uh, well, there's some of us to do. We like the book of Acts, don't we? Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Book of Acts chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 26. The Bible said, Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Hutchinson with your doctrine. <laughs> well, that's our Jerusalem, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. Have you filled Hutchinson with your doctrine? Well, that's your doctrine. You better believe it. <laughs> Praise God. You have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. For to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost. Whom God hath given to them that obey him. And when they heard that. They were cut to the heart. And took counsel to slay them. We're preaching on this subject tonight, God's hidden agenda. God's hidden agenda. Are you ready? Praise God. Put down your Bible. Let's pray one more time with our hands lifted up. Let's ask God for the anointing. Would you do that right now? Would you ask the Lord to change you? Would you ask the Lord to touch somebody tonight? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we ask you right now that the Spirit of the Lord would be in this place and there would be liberty here god we ask you right now that the anointing would destroy every yoke we ask you lord right now to allow your blood to be in this place to cast out every spirit every idea every reasoning that is not in accordance with your word and the knowledge of christ we cast it down in jesus name god we ask you lord that the word would sink deep into our mind and our heart anoint me to preach Anoint my tongue, anoint my vocal cords. Let the gifts of the Spirit be in operation tonight. Speak to your people. Lift us up where you are, God, tonight. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Cup your hands one more time to the Lord. Praise God. You may be seated. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to preach with the preacher tonight. Come on, look at him and say it to him. I'm going to preach with the preacher tonight. Look at somebody else and say, all liars will have their place in the lake. All right. <laughs> How many going to preach with me tonight? I'll wave you. Oh, that's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's hidden agenda. You know, there, there is an ulterior motive that God has and we have as apostolics concerning people today. 
There is something we want to see take place in the lives of each and every individual person we are involved with every day. That's the way it should be. Anyway, praise God. It's not only our agenda, of course, it is God's agenda. And this desire and purpose of ours, amen. I might as well let it out of the bag. I like what these apostles said. A lot of you have seen this, but this is thrilling to me. Even those Sadducees caught one point, that these apostles had an intention to bring the blood of Christ upon them. Hey, they thought it meant you're trying to make us guilty of the murder of Christ. But hey, I believe their agenda was to see every one of their sins washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't you believe that? As I said, this purpose of ours is based solely on one condition, your response. Will you be guilty? I preach this to a sinner and to a saint. Will you be guilty of the blood of the Lord or pardoned by the blood of the Lord? My wife a few years ago had a miscarriage. The technical term the doctor called it was a spontaneous abortion. And they say what happens is, is that body detects that there is something wrong with the child. And literally what brings a child into existence, if you get down to the whole, whole schematic about it, it would literally be, be blood, raw blood is what brings a child into existence in the womb. Isn't that right? But they say in a spontaneous abortion, what takes place is, is the body detects that that child is not correct. And the womb is filled with blood and literally washes that child out of the body. So the same blood that brought it into the body was the same blood that washed it out of the body. Are you listening to me? And this thing that can bring you in to salvation and can make you stand spotless before the presence of God can also be the greatest one element of your condemnation standing before the just and holy God one of these days. Are you listening to me? I ask you, will you be guilty of his blood or pardoned by his blood? Will you tread underfoot the blood of the Son of God? Or will you let it wash away every sin of your mind and sin of your heart and sin of your word. Praise God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Will you be guilty of his blood or pardoned by his blood? Now in fulfilling this purpose of ours, we must do as our predecessors. We must teach in his name. Praise God. That's the only way we can bring this about. And I'll prove it to you throughout this sermon. It's an important thing to know, amen, the name of God. And you say, well, we've heard about this. Well, that was Jesus' main purpose. He said, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I sing praise unto thee. David said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. 
sing unto him sing praises unto him talk ye of his wondrous works glory ye in his holy name let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord I want to glory in the holy name of the Lord tonight how about you praise God amen now knowing God's titles an important key to understanding the doctrine of the name amen the doctrine of God now we know that God only has one name isn't that right but he has many many titles we know his name is Jesus but the most exciting thing to me about the name of the Lord Jesus is that the name of the Lord Jesus is invested with every attribute the name of the Lord implied in the Old Testament think about that the name of Jesus is invested with every attribute the name of the Lord implied in the Old Testament God's power God's character God's authority God's manifest presence give his name the utmost significance the fullness of the qualities of God the fullness of his attributes the fullness of all that he is are manifested in just one name that is above every name praise God amen and it's available to all those that will call upon and invoke his name that's right praise God hallelujah amen well praise God one man said to say that the name of Jesus is beautiful is not to speak of phonetics or just the J-E-S-U-S though the name was of a gracious quality but real beauty lies deep within its meaning hallelujah oh and what it means praise god hallelujah well this will be review for some of you maybe a refresher for some else praise god hallelujah but i, I maybe it's new to somebody i don't know but i hope you enjoy this because i do praise god honey if you don't love it god will find somebody that does hallelujah praise god Oh, that's right. Why are you preaching this? As the Bible said, if I preach this doctrine, not only are you going to be able to be saved, but I'm going to be saved too. Praise God. Amen. The first title is Elohim. Elohim. Amen. 3,000 times it is used in the Old Testament. 2,300 times towards God itself. Just that one title. It's used 32 times in the first chapter of of Genesis. Amen. Because Elohim among many things is he that creates and sustains nature. But in Psalm 68 it is also used 26 times and covers all the aspects of salvation. Man this is an important title. Man I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The title literally means he of infinite strength and absolute faithfulness. think about that the best way I can compare that is to compare it to me because there's many times I promise to do things that I'm not able to do I'm limited by time 
I'm limited by finance. I'm limited by strength. Amen. Because I do not have the ultimate power. Amen. And there's th things I might like to do for you that I'm not able to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's just the way it is. Because I'm a human being. You know how that feels, don't you? You mean to do good and sometimes it, it just doesn't work out. You, you're late or you can't keep that promise or something comes up. But the Lord, he's not that way. <laughs> he's of infinite strength and absolute faithfulness. Glory to God. Amen. His strength is everlasting. His faithfulness is true. Over 30,000 promises were made in the Bible. And thank God he's able. I said he's able. He's not limited. He's got infinite strength. He's got infinite strength. He's got infinite strength and absolute faithfulness. As to his duration, he's the everlasting God. As to his power, he's the almighty God. As to his exclusiveness, he is the jealous God. As to his holiness, he is a consuming fire. As to his fidelity, he is the faithful God. As to his pity, he is the merciful God. As to his vitality, he is the living God. As to his greatness, he is the terrible God. As to his compassion, he is the gracious God. My God, if that don't get you going, I don't know what will. I'm talking about a God that's alive. My, my. <laughs> Praise God. He is of enormous power. Praise God. Hallelujah. The next title I like is the Allah or the Aloha. This means the adorable one. The one worthy of worship. <laughs> and there's something about this that really gets to me. But this one term is used in one book in the Bible more than any other book. It's used 41 times in one book in the Bible more than any other in all of the canon of Scripture. You know what that book is? It's the book of Job. 41 times. The man that lost everything, that lost his family, lost his property, lost his cattle, lost his sheep, and, and very much lost any greatness about him, lost his physical health. But yet when he heard the reports, he knew how to fall down on his face and said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So many things happen to us that we want to lift our face toward heaven and ask why, but not Job. He lifted up his face and said, I love you anyway, Lord. I worship you anyway, Lord. I give you glory. Praise God. Praise God. The one worthy of worship. One time David said, who among all of his wives, all of his friends, all of his court, Lord, who have I in heaven but thee? Who have I on the earth but thee? Amen. He said, who is God save the Lord? Who is the rock save our Aloha? Hallelujah. Praise God. The one worthy of our worship. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Amen. Let's move on to the next one. This is the El Elyon. The most high God. The Bible says, for thou, O Lord, art high above all the earth. 
Thou art exalted far above all gods. Praise God. Psalm 97 and verse 9. When you would see this term in the Hebrew. See, the Hebrew is not like English. We say God, that's just one thing to us. Or Lord, that's one thing to us, but it was many things to them. Praise God. There was different ways they described God. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. We, our English language isn't so great. Amen. Praise God. But the Hebrew and the Greek language is a, is a wonderful language. Praise God. I'm glad for these things. The El Elyon. This is the pledge of a high and a sure blessing. When he appeared to you as the El Elyon, that was a pledge that you were going to get a high and exalted blessing. Praise God. And a definite blessing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wherever it is mentioned, it speaks of the highest order and nature of God. Highest in position. Highest in might. Highest in rule. Highest in realm. There's nobody greater than the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, we got a spirit in this country that has got a hold of some people where if, if they don't like something that's said in a lower court, they take it if it's a hangnail. I don't care what it is. They'll take it to the Supreme Court. Anything they can, they're going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. But in a sense, I wish in a holy way and in a powerful way, that attitude to get a hold of us as concerning God. That we're not going to listen to what the doctor says alone. We're not going to listen to what man says alone. I don't care what the lower court and what the devil and everybody else has said on this earth. I'm going to take it to the highest court that there is uh, the highest rule the highest realm I don't care if the devil says you got cancer and the doctor agrees with him I don't care what it is you need to take it uh, to a higher court and say Lord I want you to avenge me and I'm going to cry day and night my my oh well I got about five of you with me tonight. Hopefully the rest of you be apostolic by the end of this sermon. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. Are you tired? Big deal. Try that one with God. It might work with us a little bit. But he went to Calvary without three days of sleep. My God. Why do we worship him tonight? Katarimahandia. The El Roy, this means the Lord that sees and the God of sight. <laughs> glory, glory. I like these. You, know, you don't know what this does to me. I, I don't know about you, but I, man, I love it. I hope I never lose this. It, it excites me every time I talk about it. I can't help but get happy. Praise God. Hallelujah. But this is the Lord that sees and the God of sight. God sees you. You sneak in that bathroom smoking them cigarettes. Yeah. He sees that bottle you got hid away in your kitchen closet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Amen. You say, well, we just go down to that little blockbuster down there and get us a little video and slip it in our bedroom and nobody sees us. Yeah. Just got that little portable television under my pillow. I mean, nobody seen me. Nobody saw you but the only one that counts, honey. Praise the Lord. 
You might fool us, but why in the world are you trying to fool a God that sees everything you do? Mar, don't lie to yourself and to God. That's why I told you. You say, well, nobody sees me wearing them pants to bed. And... See, why do you preach? Well, my sister-in-law decided one day she was going to come out with me in front of me with pajamas on. I said, something not right with this. Looks like pants to me. If that'll register with me, it's got to register with you. The church a million miles from here, some of the boys, you know, they were just fooling around a little bit. Were, to me, it wasn't that bad of a thing they were doing. They were toilet papering one of the girls' trees there. They knew they were having a slumber party, so they they just putting toilet paper all over the trees. And all of a sudden, all those girls come running out of the house with their sweatpants on, chasing after them. Man, they never knew that would be preached all over the country. Before you know it. Come on, I know what I'm talking about. When you have a new convert walk down, it was, this was in Texas. A new convert walked up to the house to ring the doorbell and saw the assistant pastor's wife in a pair of sweatpants. How in the world are you going to tell that woman that she shouldn't wear pants? Oh, it's only my pajamas. I was just... I just wear them to sleep in, and then I just wear them to sweep the house with, and then I just wear them to take the garbage out with. And Come on. Praise God. It starts, the devil knows. He wants to desensitize you till you're wearing them all the time. And daddy, if you let mama wear the pants in the bedroom, she'll be wearing them all the time, spiritually and physically. All right, praise God. Well, uh, God sees uh, what you're doing. Well, you, some of you, you, you need to get a spirit of holiness something, man. My God. Man, I shout about stuff like this. I, I love, don't you love it, brother? Praise God. But he doesn't only see the bad, but he sees the good too. Hallelujah. He sees when they make fun of you. He sees when they put you down. He sees when you've been faithful and you're giving. And you've been faithful to the house of God. He sees, friend, when nobody else sees. When you've been on your knees praying and fasting. It seemed like nobody else cared. But you, God saw you, honey. And one of these days, you're going to get a reward from the God of sight. Aren't you glad for that? Oh, you still love me? How many of you love me? Wave. All right. I love you. Praise God. Amen. The next one is the El Elohe Israel. Praise God. Amen. I want to say that again. I love you. Some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to know the man of God up here loves you. Praise God. It's a, I'm telling you, there's a lying devil that's trying to jump on somebody and tell you preacher don't love you. But he does love you. We love you so much, we're going to tell you the truth. Praise God. Pray for you and help you. Praise God. We got to preach to you, honey. We don't want to be lost either. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. This is the El Elohe Israel. This is the mighty one of Israel. Praise God. Oh, I like this. This is where we see that God becomes connected with people. 
When an otherwise unknown revelation about God becomes known to someone personally, they change their names to include him. Some of you are not listening. Let me say it again. When an otherwise unknown revelation about God becomes known to them personally, they change their names to include him. That's why the Bible said the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Yeshurun, the God of Daniel, the God of Shem, the God of the Hebrews, hallelujah, the God of, when they got a, a revelation about who God was, they changed their names to include him. That's why I went down in the water in the name of Jesus. Because when I got a revelation that was unknown to me before, I changed my name to include him. It's no longer Michael Gibney, but it's Michael Jesus. I'm a Gentile upon whom his name has been called. I changed my name when I realized there was one God and his name was Jesus. I changed my name to include him. Glory. Glory. You're in the family, honey. Hallelujah. I said you're in the family. <laughs> Glory to God, man. I love that. Praise God. Amen. You know, there's some benefits to having certain last names in there. Rockefeller. <laughs> Come on. That name, you know, you got something besides a devil. Praise God. Got some money. Hallelujah. But you hear certain names mentioned Vanderbilt, or Giorgio, or Pierre Cordain. And you say, wow, that's a notable name. But his name's above every name. And he didn't pick any of those guys none that I know of anyway to take on his name but he picked somebody as lowly as me and as lowly as you who is going to show his great kindness one of these days in front of the whole universe <laughs> I was a naked baby lying in the field all bloody the Bible said but he salted me down he washed me off he clothed me and he took me home <laughs> glory <laughs> glory to God <laughs> mm. oh I like this praise God this is the next one is the the El Shaddai are you liking this tonight boy I'm having a blast Praise God. We, we hadn't even gotten warmed up yet. Just hold on. Hallelujah. This is the almighty, all-sufficient God. One man said when you hear the word El Shaddai, it speaks of the sweet omnipotence of love. That means the all-powerful love. If you don't think that's great, just think if he was all-powerful hate. You hear that saying, I'm glad I'm not God. I'm glad you're not God. Come on. Because we'd be zapping people all the time. But thank God for his love. Come on. 
this is exhaustless bounty exhaustless bounty now remember Eloi boy this is good Elohim creates and sustains nature remember that I mentioned that in passing Elohim creates and sustains nature but El Shaddai compels nature to do what is contrary to itself this kind of goes on with the most high God here praise God but when nature says you have cancer El Shaddai says no you don't come on nature says you have leukemia but El Shaddai says no you don't hallelujah nature says there's a red sea in the way but God says no there isn't <laughs> hallelujah and one of these days the world says there's no way out of here but in the ground but the Lord's going to cause the power of gravity to cease and we're going to get out of here in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet my God he's going to compel nature to do what is contrary to itself glory amen Hallelujah. Some of you really like this. I'm sure you've heard this, but I, I, I think this is notable. The word Shaddai, the root word there is Shad, means literally breasts. Genesis 49 and 25 says, Even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with the blessings of heaven, the blessings of the deep that lieth under, the blessings of the breasts and of the womb. This speaks of God nourishing us and supplying us just like a mother a perfect comfort amen a perfect sustenance there are many studies that have been done but they say a child that is nursed is more healthy than a child that is bottle fed now honey we can keep you alive the minister we can bottle feed them brother we can do it and we can put the bottle in their mouth and, and hold them up close and give them the bottle and some of you we've had to do that to you but God would rather you get close to him and gather from his bosom and desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby hallelujah I said hallelujah you see a child's more affectionate child is more healthy that has been nursed and you know what? Some of you got so much time and so much things to do that you don't take time for that baby. Blame it on what you want. But you didn't have enough time for that child to nurse them. Shame on you. Well, I know you're really meddling now. Amen. But oh, there's a difference, friend. And I'm telling you, we have got to take the time and God will with us to gather from him a strength and a comfort. You'll love him more, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. And thank God you can always sit in his lap now. He can always gather you up like a child. Praise God. Is he not girt about the paps with a golden girdle? Has he not commanded us to come and drink? Whosoever will may come and drink. Thank God he is the El Shaddai. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord if you believe it? Let me move on quickly. The Adonai. This is also Adon, which means our ruler, our master, our Lord, 
and our owner. This means authority, power, deity, reverence, relationship, and responsibility. When Thomas got a glimpse of the scars in his hands and in his feet and the scar in his side, he proclaimed in John 20 and 28, my Lord and my God. Now I know the Jehovah Witnesses just say that Thomas was cussing because he was really shocked. He said, oh my God, or oh my Lord. But Thomas was not cussing, my friend. Praise the Lord. Amen. In the Greek language it says, O curios mu, o theos mu, the Lord of me and the God of me. Praise God. No Jew throws around the terms Lord and God just to end anybody isn't that right he said you're, you're the lord of me and you're the god of me isn't that wonderful and when you get a vision of the cross and you get a vision of his scars and the scar in his side and the scar in his feet you're gonna say my lord and my god it means ruler master and owner uh-oh you are bought with a price. You don't even belong to yourself. So bless God, I'm going to do what I want to do. Oh, is that right? Huh? I'm going to do what I feel like doing. Well, what did God say? Is he your Lord? Is he your master? Is he your owner? Mm. Well, we, do. we better move on quickly. Praise God. Am I feeding you too much? I don't want the baby to spit up all over itself tonight, but praise God. Hope some of you got a bigger belly than that spiritually. Some of you read your Bible every day, you would. Uh-oh. Praise God. Well, well, well. Hello. All right. You just thought you knew what tornadoes were. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're fixing to get some things stirred up around here. I want God to take the roof off. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Yahweh. This, oh, we really like this, don't we? This is the self-existent one. Some of you thought the church would just die and blow away if you weren't here. This church been getting along 2,000 years without you. I'm going to shout now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. He said to Israel, if I needed a drink, I wouldn't tell you. If I needed some meat, I wouldn't go to you. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Praise God. You think this church would die without your tithe, honey? It might do better without you. You don't know. Your bad attitude. He's a self-existent one. He don't need nobody and nothing. He's got everything he needs. Praise God. And he can provide for himself. Well, I like that. But it also means the becoming one. The becoming one. Whatever you need, when you need it, he becomes it. Whatever you need, when you need it, he becomes it. Yeah, you believe that, don't you? When you need a healer, he can be your healer. 
When you need a deliverer, he can be a deliverer. When you need a provider, he can be a provider. When you need a baptizer in the Holy Ghost, thank God he can do that. When you need a sin cleanser, praise God. Oh, you need an encourager. Oh, I'm telling you, friend, you need a sword. You need a shield. You need a buckler. You need a firm foundation. Thank God. Whatever you need, when you need it, he can be coming. Come on, everybody stand up. Jump three times. All right, sit down. Praise God. Oh, that feels better. Hallelujah. Next we'll run. Praise God. Some of you need to run. Come on. Oh, you don't believe this. That's why you're not in the spirit of worship right now. Don't tell me you can sit there and believe he's your all and your all and you're becoming one. My God, give us a spontaneity in the Holy Ghost. Give us somebody that'll say, Lord, I believe your word. Come on, let's cup our hands. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. Listen. All right, you may be seated. Listen. This also means I am what I will become. I shall be what I shall be. If you'd ask a rabbi what Yahweh means, that's what he'd say. I am what I will become. That's where we get it when Moses is on the mountain in Exodus 3. He said, I am that I am. I'm Yahweh. I am what I will become. I shall be what I shall be. What did God become? The Bible said God became a man. <laughs> oh, he was letting Moses in on a good secret. That's why he said, I'm going to be called by this name forever. All generations are going to know me by this name. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Because Moses, I really am what I will become. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. My God, help us, Jesus. I love that. This is God's forget-me-not. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. When you, he's saying, now don't forget me. This is what my title is here. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is a fearful name to the reverend Jew. And it is seldom used. They don't hardly ever use this name. They tell me... When you go over to Israel, and they're over there, and some of you might have seen this before, but they get by that wailing wall and they do this number. Uh, 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 all stuff. Yeah, amen. And they're praying, getting with it, right? And you know why? If you'd ask them why they do this, you know why? Because if you're not moving, you're not worshiping. Anything that ain't moving must be dead. You ought to bury it. Everybody see me over here? Huh? This way some of you look.
Sit there, you look like your dog died, been baptized in pickle juice instead of in Jesus' name. But if you're not moving, you're not worshiping, honey, I'm telling you that. Right now, there ought to be something going on. There ought to be something moving you around. Come on. Shakaya <laughs> Mahandaya. Hey. Let me you know, they have done different archaeological studies on this. This proves this as true. They say that when you would do an archaeological study and uh, you would go over there, they, they would notice that there was particular things between worshipers and gods. If you would find a worshiper, the worshiper would be involved in some sort of movement. You know, all this stuff. <laughs> See them up there on the, on the walls, you know, doing a whatever. Amen. <laughs> Those Egyptian moves, you know, putting on there, doing the funky chicken or something. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. When they worship, there was always movement involved. But there's also another similarity between gods. And they said that most gods had a posture like this. So we can tell whether you're a worshiper or wanting worship by your posture. distracting from the worship of God's people by sitting there and being a hindrance to the spirit of God I'm telling you God is not pleased with that kind of stuff you say well it's not me honey it better become you real quick you better obey this book I'm tired of people using the Holy Ghost for an excuse for laziness Man, I wasn't in the spirit. Honey, you got the Holy Ghost. How much other spirit do you want? I get so tired of hearing that. So he picked it up. Everybody's afraid of ladder splatter. And the car I could care less what they did. I'm going to worship God whether I feel it or I don't feel it. It's right. It's good. It's pleasing to God. Jesus. Man, man, we better move. The rabbinical writings have distinguished this name with euphemistic expressions such as the name, the terrible name, the peculiar name, the unutterable name, the ineffable name, which is too powerful to be spoken. Woo. The incommunicate name, the holy name. And why was I saying this to begin with? I'll tell you why. Because he, he gets going like this, gets to praying, gets to worshiping. They say if he happens to mention the name of God he'll step aside because that ground has just become holy ground and he's, well, and he's prayed on what a reverence 
Hallelujah for the name. My God. That's why, brother, I got to be moving. I got to be, when the music's gone, man, I, I just talk when the music's on, you dance. Hallelujah. The jukebox going in the world. Come on. Yes, right. And you come to church and become dead. Forget that junk. We got the real stuff. They only got the counterfeit. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. You believe it. Well, we're going to move here in the hyperspace right now. The parallel between Yahweh and, and the Old and New Testaments is definite here. In Isaiah 45, it said, Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord, and there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior, and there is none God else beside me. Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness. Hallelujah. And shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear. Wait a minute. I've read that somewhere else. In Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 9. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yeah. There's other parallels in John's gospel. He spoke to the Samaritan woman in John 4 and 26 in the original. And said, Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am. He is in italics. That means it's not in the original. Praise God. Oh, it really makes it interesting. John 6 and 20. When he was walking on the water to the disciples that were scared to death because of the storm, he saith unto them, it is I am. In the original it says, it is I am. Be not afraid. That's why Job 9 and 8 says, who alone spreadeth out the heavens and treadeth on the waves of the sea. Hallelujah. Praise God. To the religious Pharisees in John 8 and 24. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. He said to the Pharisees again in John 8 and 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. In John 18 and 6, when they came unto him and said, Where is Jesus? He said unto them, I am. And they went backward and fell to the ground. In John 6 and 35, he said I am the bread of the of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger in John 8 and 12 he said I am the light of the world in John 10 and 7 he said I am the door in John 11 and 25 he said I am the resurrection and the life in John 14 and 6 he said I am the way the truth and the life in John 15 and 1 he said I am the true vine right. He's Yahweh Yara. The Lord will provide. He's Yahweh Nisai. The Lord my victory. He's Yahweh Tzitainu. The Lord my righteousness. He's Yahweh Ra. The Lord my shepherd. He's Yahweh Shalom. 
the Lord my peace. He's Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. He's Yahweh Shammah, the Lord is present. He's Yahweh Emkadesh, the Lord that sanctifies. He's Yahweh Osenu, the Lord our maker. He's Yahweh Rapha, the Lord our healer. He's Yahweh Eloheinu, the Lord our God. He's Yahweh Elohika, the Lord thy God. He's Yahweh Elohei, the Lord my God. Come on. I'm talking about who Jesus is. Come on, let's praise him tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not done yet. In Genesis, he's the seed of woman. In Exodus, he's a Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's a high priest. In Numbers, he's a pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he's the prophet, like unto Moses. In Joshua, he is our captain of our salvation. In Judges, he's the judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he's our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he's the trusted prophet. First, Second Kings, First, Second Chronicles, he's our reigning king. In Ezra, he is the faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he's the builder of broken down walls of human lives. In Esther, he's our intercessor. In Job, he's our day spring. In Psalms, he's our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he's our wisdom. In the Song of Solomon, he's the lover and the bridegroom. In Isaiah, he's the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, he's the righteous branch. In Lamentations, he's the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's the wonderful four-faced man. Come on. In Daniel, he's our deliverer out of fiery trials. In Hosea, he's the faithful husband married to the backslider. In Joel, he's the baptizer with the Holy Ghost. In Amos, he's our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's mighty to save. In Jonah, he's the great foreign missionary. In Micah, he's the messenger with beautiful feet. In Nahum, he's the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he's the evangelist crying, revive thy work, O Lord, in the midst of years. In Zephaniah, he's our savior. In Haggai, he's the restorer of God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he's the fountain for sin and uncleanness. In Malachi, he's the son of righteousness arisen with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he's Messiah. In Mark, he's wonder worker. In Luke, he's son of man. In John, he's son of God. In Acts, he's the Holy Ghost. In Romans, he's our justifier. First St. Corinthians, he's our purifier. In Galatians, he's our liberator. In Ephesians, he's above all things. In Philippians, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Hallelujah. 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 First second Thessalonians, he's our coming king. First second Timothy, mediator between God and man. Titus, he's a great God and savior. Philemon, he's the restorer of the brethren. In Hebrews, he's a better name, a better hope, a better priest, a better covenant, a better promise, a better sacrifice, a better possession, a better country, a better resurrection. Christ is better than a prophet. Better in his person. Better in his glory. Better in his likeness. Better in his power. Better in his work. Better in his place. Come on. In James, he's wisdom giver. First, second, Peter's the blood of the spotless lamb. First, second, and third, John, he's the manifested love of God. In Jude, he's the Lord, coming with 10,000 of his saints. In Revelation, he's Alpha, Omega, beginning, and first, last, amen. Word of God, King of kings, Lord of lords. Come on. Do I have an apostolic in the house? 
He's Abel's sacrifice. He's Noah's rainbow. He's Abraham's ram. He's Isaac's well. He's Jacob's ladder. He's Judah's scepter. He's Gideon's trumpet. He's Samson's strength. He's Samuel's horn of oil. He's David's slingshot. He's Solomon's wisdom. He's Elijah's mantle. He's Elisha's miracles. He's the fire shut up in Jeremiah's bones. He's father to the orphan, husband to the widow, friend to the friendless, banker to the poor, bright in the morning star. <laughs> He's the one that Herod could not destroy. The devil could not entice to sin. The one whom the grave could not hold. He rose from the dead. He's the He's the son of the living God. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Come on. He's the lily of the valley. He's the captain of 10,000. Come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, there's too many devils that have tried to come in this church that have been seeking the glory, trying to take away the glory from Jesus, trying to get out in the forefront and suck up the blessings of God because they wanted the forefront. They wanted the preeminence. They wanted to dominate. But that's not going to happen anymore. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus. We're here to lift him up. We're here to glorify him. I'm not going to let my bad attitude. I'm not going to let my tiredness. I'm not going to let anything degrade the name of Jesus. I want to lift him up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. I told you. Why did I do all that? Because the name of the Lord Jesus is invested with every attribute. The name of the Lord implied in the Old Testament. God, give us a revelation of the name of Jesus tonight. Some of you need it. I don't care if you've been in a church all your life. You need a revelation of the name of Jesus Christ. It'll change your life. All the power a person possesses his reputation his character his authority are contained in his name a better name is rather to be chosen than riches <laughs> i got a better name i said i got a better name than father son holy ghost i got a better name a name that's above every name Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on. You know what's good then? I'm trying to get done here, boy. I could do a lot here tonight. I don't know what I have time to do, but you listen to me. You know, when we get baptized in Jesus' name, We get something real powerful. We get what we understand. I'm sure you've heard this before, but boy, I like it. It's called the power of attorney. Do you know that Brother Elder could give me tonight his power of attorney? 
And I could dabble into all his riches. Because I have been given the authority to use his name. And I can make that particular or I can make it open. I can say he has the right to the power of attorney to get the title of my car. Or the title to my house. Whatever it might be if I gave him the power of attorney. Or I could say he has unlimited in the case that I am unable. Or in a case that I so choose to delegate to him that authority. <laughs> Glory. I could give it. And he can use whatever I got. Praise the Lord. If, he, if it contains my name, he can tap into it. And man, oh man, if I could just get a hold of Brother Elder's checkbook at that time. Praise the Lord. And tap in into his millions. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, if, if I could just get a hold of that checkbook. You know, the funny thing is, is Daddy lets Mama carry the checkbook. <sighs> but you know what's good about that? That's what the Lord did for me. Guess what? We're the Mama, aren't we? We're His bride. And He said, Here you go. There's the checkbook. Hallelujah. Come on. And it, don't give it back now. That's some of our problem. You need a healing? Okay. Pay to the order in Jesus' name. You need a deliverance? Pay to the order in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He said, in my name, you cast out devils. In my name, you'll speak in new tongues. And if you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. You can take up serpents, and they won't harm you. You can lay your hands on the sick, and they will recover. Come on. You got the name. Why would you use the checkbook? Come on. Why don't you get a hold of the word of God and say, I'm going to use it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Yeah. Come on, stand up on your feet. Come on. Come on. His name is above every name. Don't you know it? Come on. It's far above Clinton. It's far above Yeltsin. Come on. It's far above every name that is named. Thank God. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Come on. It's above AIDS. It's above alcohol. It's above ability. It's above atrocity. It's above bureaucracy. It's above brains, bronze, bombs. It's above cancer. It's above counsel. 
It's above cathedrals of men and compromises. It's above disease. It's above death. It's above depression. It's above empires. It's above elitists. It's above elegance. It's above examination of those that would call us insane. It's above fear. It's above farces. It's above foes. It's above hype. It's above hell. It's above halls of doubt and high places. Let every name be uttered. His name is above them all. I'm telling you, it's above that nasty cigarette habit. It's above your self-righteousness. It's above your depression. It's above what you're going through tonight. You hear me? That name is more powerful. That's why he said, John 14 and 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. <laughs> now listen to me tonight. Before we really get into this, listen. I, I, I brought you all this to bring you to this place. To tell you tonight. That they said, did we not straightly command you? That you should not teach in this name. And behold, you have filled Hutchinson with your doctrine. And we got a funny feeling that every time you apostolics come around in that newspaper office and everywhere else, you want us to be baptized in Jesus. You, you want just blood to come on us. And what's more adverse to human beings many times than blood? But it's not adverse to me. It's the sweetest thing I know that washed away every one of my sins I'm telling you tonight the blood is contained in the name of Jesus if all those things are certainly the blood must be and I can prove it to you Matthew 26 and 28 he said for this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins Look out. Acts 20 and 28. Boy, my father got mad when I showed him this one. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. The blood was shed what? The blood was of the New Testament shed what? The remission of sins. Hebrews 9 and 22 said almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. Right? That's why Peter said on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2 and 38, that Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, not the permission, for the remission of sins. 
and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you tonight, repentance plus baptism equals the remission of sins if it is done in Jesus' name. Repent and be baptized. Repentance by itself is not enough. Baptism by itself is not enough. But put repentance and baptism together, honey. Come on. Put an experience at an altar and a heart that's repentant toward God. Put it together. And you got the remission of sins. There's many descriptions for that word remission, but it means to remit a debt, to send away a debt. It also, in the original language, the Greek word aphesis is also translated forgiveness. In another case, it's translated pardon. In another case, in Luke 4 and 18, he come to set at liberty them that are bruised. Same Greek word. <laughs> liberty. Pardon. Forgiveness. Sending away. My God. And it all happens. There's something that, I'm telling you, friend, there's something that happens when they go down in the water. In the name of Jesus, there's something that happens to that. It's not water alone. It's the name of Jesus. And the blood is applied. You hear me? You hear me? You hear me? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. I tell you tonight, your sins are not forgiven unless you are baptized in Jesus' name. Your sins are not washed away. Your sins are not remitted. Come on. You don't have pardon and liberty. My brother, I want to tell you this. Can I tell you? My brother got this revelation. So one night while he was sleeping, he said he was baptizing a man. This is great. He was having a hard time with it. He was baptizing a man. And he said he knew he was going to do it in Jesus' name. But he said he looked at this man. And he said some of the heaviest gauge of chain was wrapped around this body of this man. And he put this man under in the name of Jesus. And when he came up out of the water, he said the links begin to melt away like butter, like flax. And my brother got the revelation of what happens when you go down in the water in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, friend, it's the name above every name. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Except baptize. Pray in Jesus' name. Say grace in Jesus' name. Cast out devils in Jesus' name. Heal the sick in Jesus' name. But don't baptize in Jesus' name. Baloney. Acts 2.38, they baptize in Jesus' name. Acts 8 and 16, they baptize in Jesus' name. Acts 10 and 48, they baptize in Jesus' name. Acts 19 and 5, they baptize in Jesus' name. Acts 22 and 16, they baptize in Jesus' name. That's the way it is. That's just the way they, they only, that's the only way they did it in the book of Acts. That's what we got to look at. They did it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And I tell you, you won't go in the rapture without it. You won't go to heaven without it. Are you trying to kick us out of heaven? No, I'm trying to get you in. Hope some people hear this tape. Hope some of you get stirred enough to bring some more people to hear this. Let me tell you, don't worry about it. So you're going to preach holiness? Sure, they need to hear that too. That's what, I, that's what brought me in, honey. I'll tell you about that Sunday night. But that's what brought me in. This is what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for that lukewarm, milk toast, weak, need Christianity. I was looking for something to make you talk right, dress right, spit white, as the old saying goes. Hallelujah. I like it. Man, I'm in love with it. Praise God. But you hear me? I'm closing. Since there's a lot of people in the church here, I want you to listen to me. I told you the other night how important it was to live up to your baptism. You hear me? The Bible said, let him that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And I want to tell you the lost element of salvation that we don't hear enough preached on and we see lacking in our churches. It's called faith. Faith before repentance. Faith before baptism. Faith before the Holy Ghost. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And if you don't have faith, you'll never repent. If you don't have faith, you won't be baptized. Or you might go down in the water, but did you have faith? Except you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Well, I wonder why. Unless you believe Jesus is God when you go down that water, I believe your baptism is in vain. I am He. Nowhere in the Bible says you have to believe in the Trinity to be saved. But it does say you have to believe that Jesus is God to be saved. Honey, I'll tell you that right now. Praise God. Are you listening to me? So let him that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Isn't that what it says? Huh? This is a sure sign. This is the seal of God that the Lord knoweth them that are his. He knows who belongs to him tonight and who doesn't. And let them that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. One day, they said, I want to tell you this story. I'm getting done here. But they said that Alexander the Great in one of his campaigns had a man go over the hill. And they caught the young man. He meant to have pity on him because he was such a young man. And he called the boy over. Alexander the Great did. And he asked the boy, he said, what is your name? And the boy said, my name is Alexander. And he became enraged and grabbed him by his tunic and said, boy, either change your name or change your ways. When he found out that he had the same name as he did, he said, boy, either change your name or change your ways, but don't violate my name. And I want to tell you something. We love to exalt in that name, don't we? But the Bible said that his word is exalted above his name. Now I know swagger is not of our faith, 
But it did a lot to hurt us in some ways, didn't it? Because God will exalt his word above his name. God could wipe out this church in a minute. You say, well, wouldn't that degrade his name? But it exalt his word. What's more important? His word. Because without his word, you say, people say, what's more important, prayer or the word? I say the word. Because without the word, you would not be able to pray. Without the word, you would not know that lust was sin. That's what, that's what Paul said. Without the law, I would not have known that it said that thou shalt not covet. And when I heard that, sin revived and I died. That's why we preach the word. Because people got to die before they can, they can live. You hear me? He's going to exalt his word. I really feel this in the Holy Ghost. I don't care how long you've been baptized in Jesus' name. I don't care what you've supposedly done for God. God will wipe you out in a second. If you don't live up to that name, he'll exalt his word. But you exalt his name. Hallelujah. He'll never have to exalt his word over you and overrule and say, okay, I know you're part of the family, but it's time to hit the door. I'm telling you, friend, I want you to look, I want everybody to look at me right now, and I'm dead serious. I want you to make a decision in this revival, an honest decision. Either get in the church or hit the door. I'm serious. People say you shouldn't say that. Jesus said it. Because you're better off out there fully or in here fully but not in between. I've said it to you before but I'm saying it again. Please make your decision. Some of you young people, you don't like being here? Why are you here? Go out there and find out what it's really like. Get your good case of AIDS. Get you a good stiff drink. But you know what? You don't have the guts. Because you want to sit here and sit behind your parents. And behind your little padded pew. Because you don't have the guts to live for God. And you don't even have enough guts to get out in the world. You just want to sit here and be coddled by this religion. But I'm going to tell you what. If you don't get out on your own, God's going to puke you up. And he's going to expel you. And the same blood that brought you into the body will expel you out. You hear me? The same one that can save you is the same one that one of these days will wash you out as a deformed child. Retarded. Deformed. Yeah, we've had some slip by and born and even in the natural. And it's happened even in the church. But you hear me, friend? It won't be long. I'm telling you in these last days, there is an angel of judgment that is passing our way. It's passing through Kansas. And God is cleaning up pulpits and churches. And if he doesn't see the blood, he won't pass over you. And I'm telling you, friend, you can revoke the blood by the way you live. 
But one of these days, that angel is going to come your way. And I don't care if you're Pharaoh's son or the lowest of his servants. You're going to die. You might be the firstborn, the assembly. You might be the church of the living God. But I want to tell you, this angel will not spare. And he's passing through. But when he sees the blood, he'll pass over. But if you have been degrading the name, you have lost the blood. And you've done despite into the spirit of grace. I really feel the Holy Ghost right now. I hope if some of you, you try to put it off. But you listen to me good. I'm talking to you. It's time to make your decision. Either get in or get out. Either be hot or be cold. Either get in the church or get in the world. Get a bar room. Get a girlfriend. Get a boyfriend. Commit adultery. Lie. Steal. Kill. Get as far as you can in the world. Whatever it takes. But out there you'll find how valuable this is. You'll cry somewhere. It might be in a jail. It might be in a house of ill repute. It might be drunk in a barroom bathroom. But you'll cry unto God. And I yearn for that experience for you. That you will find true repentance and a true relationship with God. But some of you have been in the church so long that you've degraded his name and we've been like Israel. We've degraded his name. Some of you don't understand why I preach this way. You will. I'm glad the Lord didn't allow me to give my testimony yet. I don't ride on my testimony, Brother Elder. I do my best to ride on the word. There's a lot of even liberal churches want to hear about the testimony. But when I get into what really brought me in, they, they don't like that. You hear me? I'm talking to you tonight. Make your decision. God's hidden agenda. You can either be pardoned by his blood or made guilty by his blood. Make your choice tonight. Let's pray. Everybody right now, find your place to pray as the Holy Ghost is dealing right now. Come on, don't push it off. You can't come on your own now. Let the Holy Ghost move you. Ask yourself, are you in the body? Or being, are you being expelled? Do you feel the washing over of his blood for salvation or judgment?
the Son of God. Have you ever seen him or shared of his favor? Jesus, the Son of God. Oh, sweet wonder. Oh, sweet wonder. Jesus, the Son of God. How I adore Thee, oh, how I love Thee, Jesus, the Son of God God gave him a ransom our souls to recover Jesus the son of God His blood made us worthy His spirit to hover Jesus the Son of God Oh who would reject him despise or forsake him Jesus the Son of God sought him and he would not take him Jesus the son of God if you will accept him and trust and believe him Jesus the Son of God your soul will exalt him and never Jesus, 
the Son of God. Oh, sweet wonder, oh, sweet wonder, thank you, Lord, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, let's pray tonight, church. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. into the body baptized with the Holy Ghost there is but one way to enter in it just as they did on Pentecost are you in the church triumphant are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body and forevermore abide. There is but one church bride or body and into it we're all baptized by the one true promised Holy Spirit though by the world we're all despised are you in the church triumphant are you in the Savior's bride come and be baptized into the body and forevermore 
abide Many thought that they were in the body Till the Holy Ghost had come When the Word of God was open to them They entered in and there is room, thank God Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body And forevermore abide Every creed has claimed to be the body But the plumb line proved untrue Think of that All their dreams for God has so determined To bring his son's true bride to view Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body And forevermore abide Come on, sing it with me if you know it When the bridegroom comes, will you be ready? And your vessel all filled and bright Will you be among the foolish virgins? If you do not walk in the light My, my Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body And forevermore abide Many thought that they were in the body Yes, they did Till the Holy Ghost had come Boy, I like that When the Word of God was open to them They entered in And there is room Thank God Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body And forevermore While we're singing again, everybody come up to the altar Are you in the church triumphant? Everybody stand up, come, come to the altar Are you in the Savior's bride? And be baptized into the body And forevermore I want to sing one verse again Every creed has claimed to be the body But the plumb line proved untrue Think of that All their dreams for God had so determined 
to bring his son's true bride to view. Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body and forever. Oh, let's sing it with all our heart again. Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized into the body and forevermore abide. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for the body, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Now listen, before I turn this to the pastor, I want to challenge you tonight. I want to give you a challenge. We have got to pray. We've got to pray every day. Got to pray. And there, I have this sense. And every time, and this is not unusual, but it happens once in a while. I call it the hole in the bucket. And some of you, before the service is even over, you've lost everything you felt. And I can feel a pervasive sense of that spirit. And that's the only way I know how to, it sucks it up. One man, I preached a sermon one time on the seventh day bread. And remember they had to collect that bread twice as much on the sixth day for the seventh. I remember one night I had a dream and in the dream I opened the refrigerator and there was a rat. Man, that thing was huge. It had eaten everything. And it got into the refrigerator. I got a hold of that thing. It bit me, man. And I threw that thing and I splattered it into a million pieces outside. But there's a spirit that will get in your spiritual refrigerator and eat all the children's bread. Eat everything you brought home from church. And one, the, the one reason for it is because is you're not praying. Not praying with all of your heart. And man, come on. Not believe it. And I, this is what I'd like to do. I like to do this, and we really have revival when we do this. But it's up to you. And I'll tell you what, I will get you if you don't do this. I will get you. So you better listen to me. I don't care how big and bad you are, I'll get you. Because if you don't fulfill this, you're, you're telling me you don't want revival, you don't care about this church, you don't care about this preacher, you don't care about that pastor, so we don't, we don't really care about your attitude. You got enough guts to do that? I got enough guts to look you in the face. Now, I, I like to do this. I hate to make it mandatory, but it seems...